Mark was talking about in the previous segment, Mark and everyone if you're watching on YouTube or listening on podcasts, uh, about the AFC East. It's just a pity column that the Dolphins are too good. And that, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going to get done for saying this, um, it doesn't really matter how the Jets play because the Dolphins' offense is too good. Yeah? And you've got the combination of the Dolphins, the Bell, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers when they're at full strength, and we'll talk about that game next. I mean, the Dolphins just looked unreal yesterday, didn't they? I mean, that game was so fun to watch. 35-32. And I have to give it, you know, we, we've gave Justin Fields and the Bears enough crap on this broadcast. And we can probably talk a little bit about the defense in Miami yesterday. But uh, Fields, it's amazing what happens when you put people around him. Uh, and he set for, hopefully, a progressive and interesting end to this season. And it gives Bears fans uh, another seven or eight months of hope for about the 50th year in a row. <laughs> well, I think deserved hope. Uh, yeah, Justin Fields absolutely, got, absolutely has copped a lot of flack on this show, but and it's not, they haven't even put that many people around him. They finally leaned into what he can do. I mean, yesterday he ran 178 yards. It's a, re- a regular season record, and um, he has when they finally leaned into it after their mini buy, he's been really, really impressive. His athleticism is phenomenal. Um, if they be actually do begin to put players around him, maybe, you know, he he can really go on to develop. We we have seen it um plenty and we discussed it on the show on uh, in the, the preview show last week about how you know the the Bills did that with Diggs, the Eagles did it uh, with AJ Brown. Um, and the Raiders tried to do it with Devonta Adams. Um, but the for, for, look, I, I said on Thursday's preview show, the best case scenario for the Bears was score more than 25 points and lose the game because realistically they traded away the, the pieces. This, this is about finding out if Justin Fields is the guy. If he continues to perform like this, he absolutely is the guy. You then have a whole load of money and a whole load of draft capital to go and put the pieces around them. Miami, as yeah, they are. They're scary good. And their ability to get wide open because um, the, the speed is just something else. Obviously, Tyreek getting to 1,000 yards yesterday. And um, Tua is 6-0 and when he starts and finishes a game um, this season. It will be, obviously, their defense is the, the piece that... They need to work on, but yeah, offensively the Dolphins are majestic to watch. Brian, just a quick reminder for everyone watching this on YouTube, Kajay, please like this video. Hey, it'll give Brian a big smile. Talk about big smiles. Colin mentioned there, Brian, about Justin Fields and are giving him a chance. Uh, he looked more confident, more comfortable in the ball yesterday, and also bringing in Chase Claypool is one for is 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 one element for him. But even the fact that he was it did he break the record for rushing yesterday? That like that's like for for a quarterback that's incredible. It was 100 and, 180 178 yards, yards, just as well he did because he only threw for one hundred and twenty three yards on twenty eight throws, and uh, he didn't get one force down with seven, from seven minutes and fifty left in the fourth quarter when he was put in a position where he had to start throwing the ball because they were playing catch up. Um, it's look the Bears have adjusted their offense to to his skill set. We spoke about it a few weeks ago. I think when we were previewing the show, like Colin said. We knew they'd put up points, but ultimately their defense is, is gone for the season because of the trades in which they've done. Um, just to piggyback on what you said there about the Jets and unfortunately for the Jets, they're in a division with the Dolphins. The Jets have beaten the Dolphins um, so far, and I, as, as good as the Dolphins are, I think the Jets 
if anybody winning the division can yeah, shut down yeah, it. but that that, that Jets Dolphins game has got many different elements to it. Like, I know, it has, yeah, I know. Yeah, there's three quarter, two quarterbacks in that, that game. No, we're just saying I right mean, now they have right the now Broncos beat the Niners. Game. If we're going to go into that, like the Broncos beat the Niners, the Colts beat the Broncos. I mean, like I don't want to start going to that situation. No, I understand. That, I mean. No, fair. That's a fair point. No, I suppose the point. Look, the point you're going to make is right now they have the tie break over them. That's so they've got a tie break over them. If they were to finish level, you know, they still have to go into. Miami, it's going to be a very difficult game whenever it comes around. But um, look, the Dolphins are, are like the Dolphins' defense. This is not sustainable. Like two, last week against the Lions, they were fourteen 0 down. They came back and won. They're playing against the Browns' defense this weekend, and the Browns have had their problems. But they shut down Joe Burrow last week, and Browns' defense on the day could do a job on, on anyone. So I think this weekend is a, is a real marker for them because let's see how they do against a real strong defense. The last two weeks, they played really well against poor defenses. But prior to that. They only went over 20 points in one game this season offensively, and that was against the Patriots in week one. Two, it was 19 points, and then obviously two went two. So they have had their struggles. When two is playing, they're great, but um, uh, this weekend for me is a big one. They're playing the Browns, defense will look to shut two down, and obviously they've got players in the, in the second that could potentially do a number on Tyreek Hill if, if you can do a number on him on his day. But look, it's a good win. For the Bears, it's, it's, it is what it is. They're going to play really well in games. This season offensively, but they're, still, they're going to struggle defensively. They're entertaining to watch. Mark, Brian mentioned there about doing a number on Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, for you and for a general NFL fan, there's this scary point there going, okay, we'll do a number on Tyreek. You've got Jalen Waddle, Trent Sherfield, Cedric Wilson, Jeffrey Wilson, Mike Kosicki, Raheem Mostert, and Smythe as well. They get to January, and I've said this a few times to lads in this broadcast, they get to January about 85 90% healthy. They're going to be in Arizona. Yeah. No, no, because their defense is going to be in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, no, no, their, their defense isn't good enough at this moment in time. They're not performing well yeah, enough. Yeah, but they can put up fifty. fine. Justin Fields. Justin Fields had an amazing game yesterday. I mean, like you want a YouTube clip, Michael, Mike McDaniel telling Justin Fields leaving the sideline, just stop it, just stop it in a very joking fashion, and Fields. That's just good, hard-natured fun. I mean, that's actually lovely to see from McDaniel and from Fields and that type of interaction. But Chicago should have won this game. They had the ball twice, and all they needed was, okay, they needed a field goal to bring it to overtime or one more sustained drive. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was entertaining as hell. Best game of the weekend. Great to see the two in and throwing. Didn't necessarily think the Bears had it in them. I thought they could only obliterate a defense like the Patriots' defense, but they certainly obliterated the uh, Dolphins' defense as well. And I think, realistically, the Dolphins are still probably one of the most exciting offenses but on paper like they haven't actually clicked yet fully now maybe michael your point is that given another half a season and those sinks will connect and yes the excitement isn't necessarily you shut down hill but then waddle's there you shut down waddle and hill's there they're the twin terrors you know, we have the twin towers. They're the twin terrors for me. Well, oh, really it's, 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 it's all about the separation mark for me. You know, like yeah. all these guys when two is on it is are, are just so much better in terms of the rest of the teams in that and conference. I, I just don't see how anyone's going to get near them. So it's two is still a threat to run the ball. The running quarterback uh, threat is still so important. He throws the ball pretty accurately on the move. And if they're getting separation, like the fact that Tua's accuracy potentially downfield isn't always the most accurate, it becomes less relevant because they've got so much separation they can make up for it. But they need to put more of a run together and be more consistent. Um, they're not, I wouldn't put them in the Bills or the Chiefs category in any shape or means. 
are they in that next echelon along with the Ravens? Along, we have to say, uh, with the Jets and things like that? Absolutely. And the next half of the season is going to be interesting. Um, I will give one other stat. You mentioned about Fields' record day. The only other quarterback, I think, that has run for more was actually in the postseason, Colin Kaepernick for the 49ers, 181 yards against Green Bay. I only bring that up because I'm sure a lot of Packers fans after the weekend just need that one little bit more pain just to think of in relation to it. And I do have, I want to share this for you, gents. This is the best. This was Mike Reese on ESPN. But this is a great stat. Because we're talking about the Dolphins, um, and I know they played Thursday, but we should always mention the Eagles as they do have an unbeaten record. There are only three teams in the history of the NFL who have gone 8-0 without ever being behind in the second half of the games. There's the 84 Dolphins, Dan Marino, fantastic year, obviously fell short. The 2019 Patriots, and now the 2022 Eagles. And the one thing the Eagles fans don't want to hear is those other two teams didn't win the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, we'll see if the Eagles can finish the job this year. Colin, big shout out to to Mark. This just gave me the YouTube title for tonight saying, here is why the Miami Dolphins will not, in capital letters, win the Super Bowl. So that's on Mark. And if that doesn't work for clickbait, I don't know. Please like the video, folks. You have something to say, Colin? Um, yeah, a couple of things that sprang just from what Mark is saying. The, the teams he mentioned, though, it's a bit like the Dutch teams that failed to win the World Cup. You're almost immortalized more by not winning it uh, sometimes by going on to, to win it. Um, and also, um, Mr. O'Leary highlighted that Justin Fields, I think it was 123 yards he only threw um, for yesterday. And look, Justin Fields struggles this year, well documented earlier in the year, nobody to, to throw to. Um, people questioning him and yet Justin Fields is a mere 77 passing yards behind one Daniel Jones and what a season Daniel Jones and the Giants are having absolutely fantastic everybody agrees the Giants and Daniel Jones taking a great step forward and there is Justin Fields the man who only threw for 123 yards yesterday but he's a mere 77 yards behind wow what a testament to Justin Fields he just has to have five game-winning drives to uh, get on the old Daniel Jones train. Jesus Christ. Mark, come on. I was just going to say, Michael, it was a good weekend as well for uh, mid-season trades. Like, we, there was a lot of questions. Why did the Bears spend the second-round pick on Chase Clayball? Well, gives Justin Fields another downfield threat. And I know we'll come to it, but the Vikings trade for Hockerson. Um, when he takes nine catches for 70-odd yards from the tight end position, you kind of go, oh, that, was, that wasn't a bad idea in relation to it. So we don't often say that about those mid-season trades. Von Miller last year to the Rams being a notable exception. Um, but early returns positive already. Let's move on. Really excited to talk about this game because if everyone just goes back to Thursday night and hears the absolute crap that people were saying about Justin Herbert, I just just go just go watch it. Uh, Colm, he done really well last night in terms of what he had to play with. And I think people will be very happy. Well, all seven Chargers fans in LA. There's, there, there's, there, there's more Chargers fans in Ireland than there is in LA. But there's great Chargers fans listening to this or watching this podcast right now. Hope you're all doing well, lads and ladies. Uh, Colm, Chargers get it done against the Falcons. Uh, Mariota couldn't really get it going, but they win 20-17. to 17 And uh, Falcons should have won it at the end. 
Yeah, I, you've just said it. The Falcons should have won it. That's the issue for, for the Chargers. The the Falcons with the most, like, I thought, I, I was just surprised he wasn't wearing a Browns uniform. He picks it up um, and, and he runs and, and inexplicably, more inexplicably than even Kyler Murray's fumble, because um, at least the guy, the defender was coming across. He just drops the ball, just drops, drops it. Uh, and 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 then he, when he doesn't get get on top of it, he just gently taps the the ground. Not even a, a Sammy Kafour type. After um, United got the the winner in Barcelona, he just is like, ah, that's a pity. Um, you, you've just given the game away. You have just literally let it drop through your butterfingers. Yeah, the Chargers got it done, and any win in the NFL is hard fought. I mean, Herbert didn't have a bad game in terms no, of what he had he, around him. He, but this is the the problem. Like, when is Mike Williams coming back? When when is Keen, when is Keenan Allen's hamstring going to be okay for him to play? And is do you trust that to um, hold up through the rest of the season slash the the postseason? I mean, the the chart. This I I am a massive Justin Herbert fan. I think Justin Herbert is fantastic. I just don't think that the char- the Chargers have the receiving talent to really um, threaten. I mean, uh, we, we saw it again with Everett yesterday. Another Butterfingers. That is the issue. The issue is not Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is, is a fantastic player playing through the pain. The issue is what surrounds just and and even more so than that, their OC, who um, I saw a, a tweet yesterday saying he should be up in the Hague for crimes against offensive football. And um, yeah, we could probably put him in there with Pat Shermer. Brian, there's a comment here saying the Dublin Chargers has a ring to it. All this talk about giving London two teams and there's no love for the Emerald Isle, whether you're in Ballymena or Ballybrack, there's no love for this wee island. It's not good enough, <laughs> is it, Brad? I'm sure the NFL have some long-term uh, plan in place. To, I'm joking, of course they do. Of course they do. Um, but the, the, the Dublin Chargers would probably, I mean, there's, there's more people at a National League game in Offaly than there is at the Chargers game. So let's put it out there and just say it. Well, no, mean, no, Michael, because there's a you, lot of uh, travelling. You feel Healy Park, Brad? There's a lot of travelling fans that go in and watch the Chargers. Whoever I'm playing. not counting that. I'm counting the home fans. <clears throat> It's always been that case ever since they left San Diego. Unfortunately, they couldn't come to a compromise and build a new stage in front of them. The owner took his team and said, right, we're out of here. Um, this game, look, yeah, I know where you're coming from, Mike, but like, I'm, I'm with Conor. Like, we felt it wasn't, a, we weren't having a pop of hair, but we were saying about the frailties offensively. And I did say that run game is a disaster defensively. You call him a, and did that, you not call him a spoofer the overnight? Somebody called no, him a spoofer. No, no, no I, I called their head coach a spoofer. And he is a spoofer. All right, oh, okay. Because they nearly threw Roy the game. They lost that game. They, 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 again, they, sh- they should have lost that game. They should have lost that game. I said their run defense was terrible. Cordell Patterson scores two touchdowns and also goes for another 40-yard touchdown, which was pulled back for a very dubious flag as well, having looked at it a couple of times and even was commenting on during the commentary that it was a soft penalty. But the Falcons are the Falcons what we saw. The Falcons yesterday were what we saw over the past years. They find ways to lose games and uh, they should be 5-4. and four. They, they, Last week they went up by six points for 20 seconds to go and they somehow won, but they should have lost because they threw that game away essentially. But... Uh, the Chargers got over the line. You're saying about whether this is sustainable with no wide receivers there. They're playing away to the 49ers next week on Sunday Night Football. That's a very difficult one. And, and the what? Week Everyone's down on Jimmy Grappolo in this podcast. So, I mean, that's fine. Not down Who on the 49 We're not down on the, the Chiefs. 
Chiefs are now Mark. I I know you're next. And I know you're bringing us up in two seconds after Brian finishes. The Chargers won game off the Chiefs. I I understand, but I'm just off. saying. I'm just saying with the wide receivers out, we've seen the struggles offensively in, in a lot of games this season when they start playing against much better opposition. And in fairness to the 49ers, they had a great win last week against the Rams. And McCaffrey looks like he's hit the ground running. Um, you see the line for that game. The 49ers are seven-point favourites for that game. So nobody has any faith in that Chargers offence right now. Anyway, sorry, I'm I taking said it, too I, much time. No, you're fine. I mean, I said it the other day, like in terms of lines and spreads, like the Titans were good value last night. They were. Minus 13 and a half. Very, yeah. very good value. And we'll talk about that in the betting podcast this week. Mark, I'm going to call it now. It's 9.40pm on Monday, the 7th of November. The love, the love on with Odell will end this week because I just don't get it, and I actually think it's getting a wee bit embarrassing at this stage. Um, it's really annoying, to be honest with you. He's gonna go to the Chargers. Do you like it? Do you like the move? Chargers, Odell, Herbert's got a wee weapon. They're one game off in the West. No, I, I think if I'm the Chargers, I'd rather have the draft capital and I'd rather have Williams and Allen back. Look, it depends on the injuries. The Rams wouldn't have traded for Beckham if they... Well, sorry, they did actually trade for Beckham and it proved prescient because then Woods went down with his ACL, wasn't it, almost the week after? Well, they were in all-win mode, weren't they? I mean, like... I mean, they, 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 yeah, I mean, they, absolutely. Um, I don't think the Chargers are in that mode and I don't think they've got as clear a path, maybe, as the Rams arguably had last year. I, I, I also still question what does Odell still have to offer i mean maybe that's his ma- mantra though is that like you know let's 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 do the half season but you don't know how he's responded to an injury he is he has miles on the clock um and i'm not sure it's the right move at the right time for the charges if i'm being brutally honest in relation to it but don't get me wrong the charges need a lot more than luck they got yesterday i mean yesterday was like they rubbed the rabbit's foot with a few shamrocks to be honest with you that was super lucky um, but what goes around comes around. How many times have they thrown it away? Like a Chargers scoring a game-winning field goal to win a game is almost like a headline. It belongs in the Onion, for Christ's sake. It was almost like no, no, no. That's that's never the way this story is written. Um, they've experienced double fumbles like that before. Actually, they lost effectively a playoff game to the Patriots back in '06 with exactly the same type of thing. Interception. It wasn't a, a strip. It was an interception. Then fumbled back to the Patriots and that lives on in infamy there so maybe they deserved a little bit of luck at this stage God knows in most seasons the Chargers don't have it but was it lucky? Yeah it was lucky as hell the Falcons interestingly look they're still around there like the NFC South we thought they were going to be an absolute dumpster fire uh, they're okay the Bucks have the um, tiebreaker but they're both on four and five like the NFC South is yeah, it's open that's what I'll say it's open and and I think a huge amount of credit to the job that's been done there with serious gaps on the roster has to be given. Cordero Patterson coming back from IR is useful and we'll see how it goes. So, you know, fair play, good win, lucky win, but they all can.